Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast. A weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Himra Chanel, pastor of community engagement and stewardship. And I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts. Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome. We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities, ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations. Because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Ave, our leadership model is non-hierarchical. And we practice an open pulpit where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices from different backgrounds and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice it. Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Listen Listen with with us now. Park Avenue Baptist Church, in response to COVID-19, has suspended in-person worship, but that can't stop us. What you'll hear on this podcast is a recording of our online worship, which happens each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us through our Facebook, at Park Ave Baptist, or our Instagram, at Park Ave Baptist. We hope that you stay safe in these difficult times.
morning and welcome everyone to Park Avenue Baptist Church. My name is Reverend Jordan Stewart, and I serve here as one of the worship leaders and spiritual kindreds community partner with Park Avenue Baptist Church. My pronouns are he and him. And for those of you who may be joining us for the first time, it is important for us to say today that we are an anti-racist, abolitionist, and inclusive, and a radical community of people who are here following Jesus. We are creative and expressive. And this service today in particular is full of artistic vignettes from poetry to playfulness to deep theology. And it refuses to other anyone. So you all are welcome here. Come on a little closer, come into our space. We share our pulpit widely and we want to have as many shared visions here today. Our pastors Darcy and Pastor Henra are preaching their short sermonettes and then they're going to be combining forces together. So I ask you to sit back, to strap your seatbelts in because this is going to be a ride. This is going to be an experience today. It is going to be spirit filled. And so we are glad that you are here with us. Today is the liturgical celebration of Pentecost. And for us at Park Avenue Baptist Church, this kicks off our new season of Pentecost and this year's sermon series for this season is called The Beacons Are Lit. The Beacons Are Lit. And this reference isn't just about the Lord of the Rings triumphant moment, but also about the way that the fire inside of one person can truly light the fire in so many in our communities and change our world. So let us light these beacons together in this Pentecost. You can follow along with us on our website. They will, they will place our bulletin in the chat right now. Parkavenuebaptist.com, just click the Sunday bulletin button. The service follows the narrative of the Pentecost story. So you will hear readings through the, excuse me, through the chapter two of Acts. There will be plenty of poetry. There will be a lot of scripture. The, the purpose of this exciting and playful way of doing ministry is to offer an experience an experience for your senses, an embodied approach to both the chaos and the creativity of the spirit-filled community that lives here and that lives in all of us. So we ask that you worship with us. Join in, come a little closer. Drop your comments in the chat and feel free to worship with us today. You are welcomed here. We will now have our poetic reading by Marquise White. It is a simple thing for you to light the fire. Early in the morning, you take the wood smelling still of earth and air despite the ax. You take the smallest pieces first, barely more than splinters, place them crosswise on yesterday's discarded news and touch it all with your finger, spreading flame until the dead words begin to glow and break. Ladies and gentlemen, all our beloved friends from all around the world, you are welcome here. In this center today, we will see again the miraculous festivities of fire, of spirit, and of movement. I'll say it again for the person in the back, of fire, of spirit, and of movement. This is God's big show, and so we welcome you in. People of all nations gather close, come a little closer for this first movement of the spirit. It's on display. It's not just a buzzword or something that we see, but we embody and live. It's the word diversity. 
Our God loves multiplicity and different creations abound. Listen close and settle in. You must hear this sound. Buckle up no matter where you are or where you have been. You'll see the spirit and hear it time and time again. It is time for the spirit to break out. We invite Christopher to the stage to open us in spirit break out. Oh yeah, to center yourselves, yeah. To center yourselves, yeah, yeah. Spirit break out heaven. Our Father, out of heaven, cross your name, sing louder. Let this place sing up with praise. Can you hear it? The sound of heaven touching earth. The sound of heaven touching earth, our Father, our heaven rose your name, sing louder, yeah. Let this place it up with grace, can you hear it? The sound of heaven touching earth, say, yeah, say, out of heaven. Sing loud, yes. Let this place. Can you hear it? The sound, oh, the sound of heaven touching earth. Say, our Father, out of heaven, yes. Sing louder, louder. Yes, we give you the glory. We come to center ourselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the sound of heaven touching earth. So we say, Spirit break out. Break our walls down. Spirit break out, oh yes, heaven come down, come on say spirit break out, say, we want you to break our walls down, oh spirit break out, oh heaven come down, say, Spirit break out, say. We know that there's no one more deserving than you, oh God, yes. So we say, Spirit break out, yeah. Oh, heaven come down. And say, keep Jesus, you're the name. Your glory, Jesus, shaking up the earth in sky. Revival, we want to see. We want to see your kingdom here. Oh, King Jesus, 
there's no one like you. You're so mighty, Jesus, yes, you are. Yes, mighty are. i the works of your hands. Oh, oh, we want to see your kingdom here. So we say, our Father. All of heaven rolls your name, sing louder, yes. Let this place erupt with praise. Can you hear it? The sound of heaven touching earth. Right there. The sound of heaven touching earth. If you can just center yourselves, the sound of heaven touching you right where you are, yes, right where you are. The sound of heaven touching you. Oh, the sound of heaven touching you. You, the sound of heaven touching you. Wow, wow, wow. There is something powerful about the sound of praise and the sound of spirit breaking out. And so we thank Minister Christopher Jackson for that powerful, powerful, powerful introduction song, Spirit Breakout, Spirit Breakout. And so we're grateful to be here. And this is just the beginning. So I ask that you stick with us. Be free, Feel free to drop in the chat. How was that for you? How, what are you experiencing right now? Do you feel the sound of heaven even touching your ears, touching our hearts? touching our earth. Thank you, Chris, for that. And now we're going to transition to a video of a Visio Divina inspired by red art, fire art. This is a moment for us of visual reflection and poetry. So I ask as we're watching and as we're hearing that you would also just feel free to think about what are you taking away? What, have you, what are we learning from these experiences? What do we learn from art? What do we learn from music? What can we learn from poetry? So at this time, we welcome our creative expressions. A Blessing for Pentecost by Jan L. Richardson. Here's one thing you must understand about this blessing. It is not for you alone. It is stubborn about this. Do not even try to lay hold of it if you're by yourself, thinking you can carry it on your own. To bear this blessing means you must first take yourself to a place where everyone does not look like you or think like you, a place where they do not believe precisely as you believe, where their thoughts and ideas and gestures are not exact echoes of your own. Bring your sorrow, bring your grief, bring your fear. Bring your weariness, your pain, your disgust at how broken the world is, how fractured, how fragmented by its fighting, its wars, its hungers, its penchant for power, its ceaseless repetition of the history it refuses to rise above. I will not tell you this blessing will fix all that. But in the place where you have gathered, wait, watch, listen, lay aside your inability to be surprised, your resistance to what you do not understand. Then whether this blessing turns to flame on your tongue, sets you to speak in what you cannot fathom, or opens your ear to a language beyond your imagining that comes 
as a knowing in your bones, a clarity in your heart that tells you, this is the reason we were made. For this ache that finally opens us, for this struggle that grace that scorches us toward one another and into the blazing day. Wow, that was powerful. Lindsay Huggins, we thank you for that reading. It's amazing. One thing that I'm taking away is this diversity of thought and how oftentimes, sometimes I like to be in spaces where people are thinking differently and having different conversations. And I believe that that's what spirit is calling us to, to acknowledge our diversity, acknowledge our differences, acknowledge who we have been called to be. So thank you, Lindsay. Thank you for that beautiful, beautiful poem. And so now we're going to have our first scripture experience read by Chana Childs. And so we're asking that you join along with us, Acts chapter two, verses one through 13. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were saying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, the crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Alamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they had had too much wine. Acts 2, verses 1 through 13. It all started in an upper room. The disciples were together on the day of Pentecost, a celebration of the beginning of the early wheat harvest, a celebration meaning 50, 50 days from the original Passover, the end of Easter, but not the end of the story. And as they were sitting and eating, Maybe talking about the journey ahead, maybe the struggles that they have encountered, the lives saved, the lives affected, the victories they have won, maybe even in a deep communion prayer. But in the midst of all that, all of a sudden the wind came blowing in like a mighty arm, swirled around them as if they were caught up in a small tornado. And as they looked around the room, there was a fire dancing in front of their eyes like tongues on small flames. And this flame, this, this holy flame engulfed each one of them and they felt the spirit in their bones. So much so that they started to praise the most high and as they started to shout and talk, words came out of their mouths that were not their own. A language that only the Holy Spirit could foster. And there was joy in the room. See, that's what the spirit does. It brings about a joy like no other. A joy that expounds and 
magnifies the knowing of how good God is, how good God has been. And this is what the disciples received this morning. This is what they were feeling. This is what we feel when the spirit of the Lord is upon us. This joy that provides reassurance and endurance and steadfastness. The advocate is what Jesus called it. In John 14 and 26, Jesus tells us that the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said. The advocate, Pastor Darcy, Reverend Jordan, Minister Christopher, the advocate, our supporter, our backer, the one who has our backs on this road of life, the advocate. In other words, our promoter, the one that believes in us because Christ is in us and we, like him, are able to do all things through Christ that strengthens us. This was that spirit, the one that Romans 8.26 tells us will help us in a time of weakness. That when we can't find the words to pray, when the words won't foster up from our spirit, this spirit, this fire will intercede and words will come forth. Words of fire. So they gathered Park Ave and everyone showed up. Folks from Jerusalem all showed up because the sound, a sound led them there. What a sound it must have been. Maybe it was the Holy Spirit speaking, but those who had ears to hear heard it. A sound like the sound of justice screaming out to be set free. Like the sound of love yelling out to be shared with the world. Like the sound of the crowd shouting, no peace, no justice. What a sound it was. Say their name. So this sound, everyone from across the region, those who had ears to hear heard it. A spiritual protest. Those from Mesopotamia, Judea, Pontus, Asia, Egypt, Libya. Visitors from Rome, Jews, converts, Arabs, and Gentiles all came speaking in their own language, but something happened with the sound waves in between their hearts, between their souls, and in between their vocal cords and their ears. Because everyone could understand, understand each other. What a sound it must have been. Everyone shouting and singing and praying, and all was amazed and perplexed. The sound of joy being heard by all. The sound of the spirit. Can you hear it this morning? Do you hear the Lord speaking this morning, telling us to come together? To join the crowd who's marching for love and stumping for change. Can we hear the sound? The sound of the spirit moving across the land, across this time in history. But some, those on the outside, even though the sun had just came up, Peter told us that some thought that wine played a part. But this, that, that something else was at play. Those on the outside, those who could not hear the words of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Wow. Powerful, Pastor Henry. Thank you so much for that. One thing that I'm taking away for sure is this, this sound of joy. And as you were speaking, Pastor Henry, I wrote down the question, where have I seen joy today? Or where have I heard joy today? And so I pose that back to you all. Where have you seen joy today? 
Where have you heard joy today? Go ahead and feel free to drop it in the chat box and share that with our community today. Again, Pastor Henry, thank you for that. It all started. Thank you for that, sir. And now we're gonna move to our second moment or our scriptural experience uh, by Krista Jen excuse me, by Krista Jenkins. This text will be taken from Acts chapter two, verses 14 to 29. Peter stood with the other 11 apostles. He raised his voice and declared, Judeans and everyone living in Jerusalem, know this, listen carefully to my words. These people aren't drunk as you suspect. After all, it's only nine o'clock in the morning. Rather, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young will see visions. Your elders will dream dreams. Even upon my servants, men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will cause wonders to occur in the heavens above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and a cloud of smoke. The sun will be changed into darkness and the moon will be changed into blood before the great and spectacular day of the Lord comes. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Peter, Peter stood the other 11. I imagine him standing there shoulder to shoulder with the 11. Peter, the rock upon whom the house of God is built. Peter, the eager one, the first out of the boat, the first to fall in the water, the denier and the forgiven one, the human, faithful, yet failing follower of Jesus, Peter. He now stands in this moment with followers and disciples alike, and he is held steady by the shoulders of his community. He is more than his fumblings. He is more than his worst mistakes. He stands shoulder to shoulder with those who have seen him in those times, those with whom he has struggled, with whom he has questioned and was confused and walked all over the dang country. Peter stands as we stand today, Park Avenue. We stand shoulder to shoulder. We carry those who cannot continue like geese in that long flight, geese, the symbol of the Holy Spirit. Like geese, some of us limp, some of us stumble on limbs without ligaments, on braids that lack serotonin, on frames that bend with the wind but are not broken. We are not broken. Park Avenue, we, yes, we have seen the storm. Traumatic trauma and this pandemic have destabilized our lives. Violence and limbic responses, that lizard brain in our bodies have made it so hard, isolated, Yet in solidarity, our bond is sealed. Peter stands in this moment, finding the courage from his community to speak over the crowd. The faithful Peter, the rock. And if I can get sentimental right now, this is my Pastor Henra, y'all. That rock often 
the one who remains steady above the fray. This community holds us steady. And when Peter calls out Judeans and all people living in Jerusalem, I have to point out that there were more than just Jewish people. There were more than just God followers, the one God followers in this moment. There's more than just one group. This land had more people upon it. God shows God's self in this multiplicity of people, this diversity. There are those who were a part of the spirit moving that moment with the tongues of fire. And then there are those witnessing the spirit moving. There are those who got the spirit and those who are looking and wondering. And in this case, maybe judging what's happening. Peter speaks to them. He reaches into this deep, faithful well of knowledge, well of scripture, well rehearsed. And he finds this text in Joel. He pronounces it boldly. In the last days, God says, I will pour my spirit out on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young will see visions. Your elders will dream dreams. I'm not sure if they thought it was the last days in that time. I think they did. And frankly, I think it is right now. This, these days are the last days the last days of hegemony, the last days of corruption, the last days of anti-Black violence, the last days of dominant whiteness, the last days of tyrants. We are in the last days of colonizers, the last days for people who victimize and abuse. In these days, God is pouring God's spirit out on all people. The spirit is here. The siblings are already prophesying. You've seen it. You've seen it on Facebook. You've seen it on Twitter, IG, TikTok, Clubhouse, and all the like. The young are seeing visions of a world without this survival of the fittest bull, where your survival is tied to mine. The elders are dreaming dreams and they're sharing it with us. We need to listen. We need to have the confidence to speak like Peter, standing shoulder to shoulder with our community of reliable others. This is that community, Park Avenue. Your dreams are important. Your visions can be expressed. Your platform is here. This is the message of Pentecost, a fire that lights one ablaze and infects us all shoulder to shoulder. Wow, wow, wow. Pastor Darcy, thank you for that shoulder to shoulder. <clears throat> and I don't know about you all, but my phone is taking notes as we're going along. And one thing that I'm taking away is this legacy or this history or this continuation of worship, right? A world without the survival of the fittest. And I think for so long, people have been worshiping. We've been celebrating Pentecost again and again and again. And every year, something new I learn, something new I take away. So I want you to continue to engage the chat. What are you taking away? What is something new that you're learning about Pentecost just in this first vignette? And so we're glad for it, Pastor Darcy. We're very thankful for Pastor Henra on this first movement. And so what we wanna do now is we invite you, we believe here that rest is resistance according to our Nat Bishop, Trisha Hersey. 
So we're gonna take a moment and we're asking that you be back in one minute to worship with us. And during this time, uh, when you get back, we're gonna be able to talk to our, some of our worship leaders and see how we're doing today, where do we find ourselves and what is Pentecost meaning to us? So be back in one minute. We are back. One minute break. Uh, did you all stand up and stretch? Did anybody stand up and stretch? Come on. <laughs> I was grooving a little. I was too. I had to stretch. <laughs> powerful, powerful, powerful messages so far. Uh, here's a check-in question. Where do we find ourselves today? How are we feeling? What's coming up for you all so far? Hope. Mm. Joy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing it again. I love collaboration, y'all. This energy. Um, I hope. I hope it's translating. I think it is, but um, I feel it in this space. Thank you. Thank you Minister and Chris. Minister Chris, it's your first time here. Welcome. Yes. Thank y'all for having me. I would say I feel um, a recharge, like a, a resurgence, like a um, refreshed. Like that. I love that. And your gifts that you're offering are so beautiful. Yeah. I feel the oh. same. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Elliot's cat. So, you know, we got everyone. Yeah, I'm feeling a lot of joy this morning. It's a fun, a fun, playful service. Mm -hmm. We got all of our folks in the chat welcoming you, Chris. And I have to say, Liz is helping out doing all the things behind the scene, yes. like our producer. You need like a cool headset or a hat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do have my headphones. I just didn't open it today. So. And these sermonettes, these sermonettes are taking me out already. So I'm ready for the second wave and that collaborative experience. So awesome. very, very powerful. Well, then let's bring it on. Let's do it. Next, we have Chris. So everybody will exit the stage, and Chris will offer us our, another beautiful, oh my gosh, Chris. Thank you. Come on, let's continue to center ourselves in this moment. Um, <laughs> as it comes on. Let's enter ourselves in this moment and let's just enjoy the beauty that oh misty eye of the mountain below keep careful watch of my brother's soul and should the sky be filled with fire and smoke 
Keep watching over Dobin Sun. is to end and fire, then we should all burn together and watch the flames climb high into the night, calling out, Father, stand by and we will watch the flames burn up and on the mountainside. And if we should die tonight, we should all die together. Raise a glass of wine for the last time. Calling out, Father, prepare as we will watch the flames burn up in all the mountainside. Desolation comes upon the sky. Now I see fire inside the mountain. I see fire burning the trees, and I see fire howling souls, and I see fire. Blood in the breeze, and I hope that you remember me. Ooh, oh, 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 should my people fall, then surely I'll do the same. Confined in mountain halls, we got to close the flames. Calling out, Father, oh, hold fast, and we will watch the flames burn up and on the mountainside. Cause desolation comes upon the sky. Now I see fire. Oh, yes, inside the mountain, and I see fire yes, burning the trees, and I see fire, yes, howling souls. Oh, I see fire, blood in the breeze, and I hope that you remember me. If the night is burning, I will cover my eyes. For if the dark returns, then my brothers will die. And as the sky falls down, it crashes into this lonely town. And with the shadow upon the ground, I hear my people screaming, Now, now I see fire. Oh, burning the trees, and I see fire. Oh, I see, yes, I see fire. Yes. Howling souls, oh, I see fire, fire. Blood in the trees, I see fire. Oh, 
know I saw a city burning I see fire Just feel that fire I, I see Oh, 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 oh I see fire Fire Oh fire, fire And I see fire Oh fire, oh fire, can you feel that fire? Oh fire, yes fire, can you feel that fire? Oh fire, just feel that fire, feel that fire, oh fire, can you feel that fire? <laughs> Today is Pentecost. If you were with us last week, we talked about the wind and the fire and how the Holy Spirit gave people the ability to speak in other languages. Today we're going to talk about it some more. Uh, I, I have a question. What's up? Um, it's just that I can't speak any other language. People in my family, they speak Spanish. We're so glad to have you and thank you. Thank you, Chaplain Elliot, for that great work. I had a friend in the corner right here who was very happy to see Berto out there. Jay Stu is in the house. Hey, did you enjoy that? I most certainly did. Thank you, Berto. Amazing work. All right, Jay Stu, we got to go back to work. Okay, so siblings and friends, our community of care, as you've seen, we are not playing games today. We're bringing all the creativity, so stick with us. Come a little closer to your screen. You've almost made it. You're halfway there. We look to the power of the spirit and as it comes, we ask that you sound the horn, that you sing loud and that you bang the drums right where you are. Go ahead and use those movements. We're banging our drums together. With the spirit comes power and we have it by the ton. So sit back and take it in and be sure to listen. 
This glow up of the century has only just begun. Watch the tongue of fire and see them glisten. People of all nations, come on, gather close and see. This is the second movement. All are affirmed, all are welcome. The stage is set, clearly. The clothes are adorned. Watch as we move from a picture of Pentecost to a requirement of power. It's getting real, y'all, so come a little closer. Now is not the time to cower. We invite our poet, Reverend Keith, to offer us something from his heart. Hello, Park Ave family. Hear this Pentecost poem. Has your energy been flat? Has your creativity felt drained? Have questions about God and grief kept you awake? Has loneliness kept you inside? Have you been feeling small, restless, or bored? Have you wondered if there is so much more? Dreamer, feel the warmth of the sun piercing heavy clouds to reach, to reach you. you. See the See dogwood dog flowers, flowers enduring, enduring frost, frost and storm, and storm to now blush and bloom before you. Smell the summer rains floating across the earth. Hear the children of every tribe playing without fear of the dark or the dirt. Won't you join them? There is fire igniting over your head just beyond where your eyes can glimpse it. Beloved, lean in and sense it. There are winds crossing every border to swirl about and ease you. So let the winds embrace and free you. There are languages bubbling up within you. New words to birth hopes and dreams. So open yourself up and speak. Pentecost winds, tongues of fire, church is rebirth. Today is the day of days inspiring fresh vocations, new liberations for every tongue and for every Wow, 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 Pastor Keith, excuse me, Reverend Keith, I thank you so much, thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and deem you with the pastor on that, just because it made me think about how poetry is so similar to sermons or sermonettes and to have the creative flow, and that was an original piece by our Reverend Keith, so we thank you so much for that. And so we're gonna keep our transition and keep going on. We invite our next scripture reader, our next two scripture readers, it will be by Jared Heatherly and Deacon Aretha Timberlake. We thank you so much. And these will be our continued readings of Acts chapter two. Continue to follow along. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him. As you yourselves know, this man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my tongue rejoices, my body also will rest in hope, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of this life, and you will fill me with joy in your presence. 
Hear now the words from Acts chapter 2, verses 29 through 36. Brothers and sisters, I can speak confidently about the patriarch David. He died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this very day. Because he was a prophet, he knew that God promised him with a solemn pledge to seat one of his descendants on his throne. Having seen this beforehand, David spoke about the resurrection of Christ, that he wasn't abandoned to the grave, nor did his body experience decay. This Jesus, God raised up. We are all witnesses to that fact. He was exalted to God's right side and received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit. He poured out his spirit, and you are seeing and hearing the results of his having done so. David didn't ascend into heaven, yet he says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right side until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel know beyond question that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Accredited, certified. So listen up. This was Peter telling the story. A story that had not been told before like this, told in the streets amongst the people. A story that was and is worth telling to relay the good news that one has come, the Christ has come. One certified, as Peter stated, God's stamp of approval placed on this mission to save the world, certified. This mission given to Christ to accomplish, which he was and is specialized to do, to handle, certified. Certified, accredited to do miracles, wonders, and signs, as you have all seen. Peter, Peter is preaching, y'all. Certified to change the narrative, to lift the lowly, to set free the captives. Certified to lead us to a new way of being in life amongst each other. But even then, as Peter continues to tell the story, even then there were some who came, even though he came to save the world, there were some by the hand of lawlessness, some because they did not believe, some because the world, the world was about to be turned on his head, a message where the first would be last and the last would be first, some because a message about faith and love did not go with their message about sin and condemnation. Some, because what Christ stood for, they did not understand. Some did not understand. So they killed him. Peter is preaching. They nailed him to a cross. And though some thought that that was the end of the story, we are listening this morning and hearing and believing and knowing that God had other plans, plans that would change the course of time. God stepped in and raised Christ up from the dead, defeating death, proclaiming the good news that one has come and death's sting will not win over. Peter is preaching. He is telling the story and not just part of the story. Peter is telling the whole story. So he, he takes us back. Like in life, sometimes we all have to go back and be reminded. He reminds us about what David said, how David rejoiced when the presence of the Lord was amongst him. 
as some people, some pastors say he was bringing the story full circle. He spoke on how David saw the Lord before him, his right hand that held him steady, that holds us steady in time of need and trouble. David said, I saw the Lord before me because he is at my right hand and I will not be shaken. Peter is bringing the full circle in line. Pastor Darcy, he is preaching this morning. Peter goes on to say that David said before them, before him, my heart is glad. My tongue rejoice. I am full of hope. My body dwells in hope. Just as we do on this day. Because Christ, God, the almighty has not, as David said, has not abandoned us. Has not abandoned us to die. That our souls may be decayed. God has not left us. This is the good news that God is still present, that Christ is risen, that he has sent, sent us help, sent us a way forward, strength to endure, courage to stand strong, feet to keep walking, ears to hear, and a spiritual eyes to see. This is the good news. Peter is preaching, Pastor Dawson. He is asking us this morning, do we remember the story? why it happened the way it did. Do we tell it as often as we should? Can we on this day proclaim the good news, a story about love and hope and not sin and hellfire? But also to take it even further than that, Peter is asking us this morning, do we remember our story? Are we telling our story on what God has done for us? Peter is preaching. Yes, yes, Pastor Henra. Peter is drawing the story together. Peter is a weaver. He's telling the whole tale woven together with a new perspective. Peter, like many good preachers, is weaving the stories of the ancestors with the story of the day, putting it in context, framing it and reframing it. Peter is like, y'all... David, you know David, right? David, you trust David, right? David is sitting at the right hand of God. Remember him? That guy. That's the one we can remember with the type of certitude, right, Pastor Henry? He just preached the Christ certified, Peter certified with the message. That's in the context of the time who David was. David was trusted, the one after God's own heart heart, the one who danced for the Lord, the unlikely brother, the one who followed Solomon yet maintained loyalty to the end. And not unlike Peter himself, David's legends includes mistakes and missteps, a type of humanness that was so relatable. The crowd that Peter is addressing would understand these stories. They would know these stories. Just as today, we approach this story of Pentecost with a familiarity. We know this story. We've heard it. We've read it. We've heard it preached. Maybe we've preached it ourselves. A lot of us have. Remember again the way that this story of Pentecost is history, a history that is not always just about light and love, but it's about how 
colonizing happened, how anti-blackness became rooted in a liturgy, how patriarchy and oppression spread as well. I'm not saying it doesn't give life, but I know I'm supposed to preach this text and recite the numbers of converted souls, like that's the goal or something. But I think that's been our frame, our frame that led us astray. I think the point of this story, the point of Peter addressing the crowd was to contextualize this story to the present back then. So it's my charge to do the same in our present world. The dominant religious narrative of today is Christianity. So much that we can, this moment, you are whole. The world is whole as it is. God is here. We just need to release it. Our expression of faith as a community, Park Avenue, is deep and meaningful. And we resist the call to dominate, but instead open our arms and welcome people home with no exceptions. You are home. God never left you, even if you left your religion, even if your church hurt you, you are home, at, at home in your faith. And that is what I see in this text. Peter, the weaver, the preacher, is creating a path for those called to faith in an expression to reconcile with their own ancestry. For people like me, whose ancestors are steeped in Christian tradition. My people from Germany, years and years ago, the Black Forest region, if I weave my lineage with the ancestors in this text, I can see faith in Christ is a coming home for me, coming home to a place where I am accepted and loved, coming home to a place where I am called good, coming home to a place with no expectations, no belief statements, not the dogma, not the details, just the faith that lives in our hearts. The text goes on to say, And when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and asked the question, what shall we do? What shall we do? This question is so important in, on this day and age because it's what shall we do what after being do? confronted with the fact that the system can no longer overlook the needs of the most marginalized individuals? What shall we do? After being confronted with the fact that the justice system is broken, confronted with the fact that change has to come no matter the cost. What shall we do? After being confronted with the fact that love for our neighbor seems to be a lost scripture in today's society. Confronted with the fact that churches back racism and racist system. What shall we do? Confronted with the fact that the very country we live in is still afraid to face the past and present of history of ter terrorism against black and brown bodies. What, what shall, shall we, do? we do? The Pentecost event is a part of a story, a story with this narrative flow. Right, right with the coming of the fire, the setting of the noise, the chaos, with accusations of debauchery and drunkenness, with resolution and public proclamation, 
This Pentecost story has been passed down. This is our story, our history as a people. This story is powerful and it rings with authority. This is the former. Today is the now. Perhaps before this year, we don't see, uh, before this year, we didn't see the truth behind the system that was oppressing us. And perhaps today our community still gathers in these secluded upper rooms away behind closed doors and barred windows. Yeah, closed doors and barred windows. Yes, there is a vaccine and most of us got it, but that don't mean we ain't scared. Scared like this community, Pentecost, meaning 50, 50 days post Jesus's disappearance, ascension, was that time. This time is a year and two months post lockdown or 430 days to be precise. And that's actually maybe 13 days later than many decided to lock down. 430 days or 10,320 hours to get it, you know, get the details in there. We have felt this time in the upper room. We've been biding our time, typing our chat, zooming our images, hoping for a change in the world. Before the spirit arrived, this group was waiting, and I'm sure they were impatient as we are, waiting for the gift, waiting for the presence of God. It's so much like right now. We've been working in solidarity. We're showing up for each other. I'm impatient for justice. I just want to hug y'all and fight the power. Impatient for justice, impatient for change. Our eyes are wide open and we expect the pain of the world. We feel it. We've been working on the front lines, in checkout lines, in voting lines, in protest lines. I mean, the news, it hits us every day in new ways. We cannot be shielded from the pain. The harm and conflict and senseless lives lost in anti-Black violence every day, in the occupation of Palestinian lands and the backlash of deadly violence. What shall we do? we do? Peter said, repent. Be baptized in the name of the Holy One. Jesus Christ, repent and you will receive something. A gift. A gift that will be for you and generations to come. I don't think this gift fits in a box, though. It will be like an inheritance of faith and hope. Yes, yes, yes. For those who want to give, the good news is this morning, it is here. Exactly. This gift, never again to be forced or coerced. You are whole as you are. The gift is an offering. The gift is one of passion and grace. It is a fire to keep going in the struggle for justice. It is the community to carry you through. It is my strength to continue. But it must be renewed, Pastor Darcy. The flame is like electricity. It can't be held still coursing through the wires. It cannot be captured. It does not grow old. It lives in the moment, this moment. So on this day, we proclaim we accept the gift. As we open the box to love to the Holy Spirit, and as we try to live into the response from Peter, what shall we, what do? Shall we do? We here at Park Avenue say love one another. It makes a difference. 
<laughs> it does. What shall we do? Be kind and understanding of one another. What shall we do? Fight systems of oppression that allow injustice. What shall we do? Be doers of the word and not just hearers. What shall we do? Resist narratives of dominant Christian culture. Question everything. Amen. What shall we do? Do justice. Love mercy. And walk humbly with God. Amen. God make it so. Amen. 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 Pastor Darcy and Pastor Henry, job well done. Job well done. And I think for me, it's that question, what shall we do? Not what shall I do? Not what shall you do? Right. And so you yeah. all were speaking about this sense of community. And so we're grateful for this creative arts community, this healing community and all of our communities on Facebook and everywhere around. And so now this is our time for our response and our reflection. And we're going to have actually a musical response from the Park Avenue band in our sanctuary. So as you're watching, let's just not be observers. If spirit moves you to lift your hands, lift your hands. If spirit um, allows you to sing something, to hum something, to be a part of this community, we invite you to join in.
Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.-ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta, across the street from Grant Park, at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavebaptist.com. Now go into a world that is too often unjust, knowing that the God that created you loves you and empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively, and serve creatively. Uh